This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Don't be a pussy, laser my fucking tits. And welcome to The Girls on the Boys, a podcast dedicated to analyzing the Amazon series, The Boys, and the spicy world of soups and stereotypes. I'm Jen Adams. And I'm Rachel Reeves. And today we are talking about season three, episode one, Payback, aka Termite's Big Sneeze, which... Oh my God. <laughs> can't no wait to talk about. And... I'm so happy to be back. Like in the pod time continuum, we haven't missed a beat, but we took a little bit of a break over the holidays uh, in between seasons, covered Superman, and I'm just really glad to be back. Rachel, it's good to see you again. Good to be talking about these crazy soups and stereotypes. (laughs) I know. It feels feels right. It's like new year, Mm -hmm. new season, new soups, new just insanity. So (laughs) it's... (laughs) Yeah, the timing's great, and I feel refreshed and invigorated, especially after watching this episode, because I don't know how many times I just wrote WTF. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, yes. You texted me, I think, and I'm, well, we'll get to it, but I'm curious what the moment that prompted the text was. But but before we talk about that, let's talk about our first category, which is Huey Cutie and the News. So... I know that we know season four is coming this year, which is mm-hmm. now officially 2024. But do we have any other news? No date officially for season four, but apparently it's coming. However, <laughs> I actually, we do have a little bit of news that I thought was pretty interesting. And it was actually a listener named Kate who sent in Ooh. an article to me. And that was the first I heard about it. And okay, it's, thank you. yeah, so it's about. A Spanish language spinoff for the boys. Oh. So the boys Mexico. So it will be, yeah, will be in Spanish. And um, sources say that Gareth Dunnett Alcoser, Alcoser is attached to write this series. And everybody else is attached. Eric Kripke, Seth Rogen, the whole, all the production team is involved with it. And um, Gareth most recently wrote the screenplay for the DC film Blue Beetle. So he is in the superhero world already. And then Diego Luna and Gail Garcia Bernal are also set to executive produce. I thought this was really super interesting because mm-hmm. honestly didn't see this coming. We just got Gen V spinoff and there is the animated series as well. But yeah, I think it's similar to Gen V and that would, it would be like a whole different kind of branch of the boys with maybe mm-hmm. some, you know, kind of cameo crossovers here and there is mm-hmm. what I can imagine. But I I mean, hey, I think that's super cool. I do, too. That's awesome. And I would imagine it'll be, you know, out on Amazon. And even if it's in Spanish language, like, I don't care. I'm sure there'll be captions. And if you don't understand Spanish, I think it'll still be fine. And if you do, even better. I think that's cool. I'm not necessarily sure how many other shows I've seen out there that have done that. I'm sure they're out there. But this would be, yeah. Plenty of boys content, I guess. Yeah, that's really cool. Like, I can't think of anything that's not like a reality show or a 
Yeah, uh, I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. 8,000 different branches of America's Next Top Model and Top oh, Chef. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or like Real Housewives or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And hey, like my one of my favorite movies of 2024 was a Spanish language movie. So not mm-hmm. 2024, 2023, because I can't see the future. Um, but <laughs> wouldn't that be cool? I could say these are the good movies this year and just save everybody time. That yeah. could be my superpower. <laughs> Oh my gosh, do you, that would be such a superpower, especially when you're like scrolling, like on uh-huh. streaming, just knowing it just like glows a different color or something. You're just like, avoid, avoid. Oh my God. That's one of those superpowers. It's like a mesmer kind of thing where it's like, you know, it's not the most powerful thing, but it really helps you out, you know? Yeah. 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 Save me so much time. Oh my God. I know. Like my nightly scroll of just like, all right, which platform, what movie, what movie's going to pull me in? And then, you know, I know. get like, a right, dud. Guess I'm watching 48 hours. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My go-to is like personal shopper or like Chernobyl or something. <laughs> like, right. Just bleak. I know. I guess we're, guess we're doing this again. <laughs> well, let's talk about something that is not bleak and not a dud. We're going to talk about this episode in our next category, the name of the game. So today's episode is called Payback. Our descriptions, I did a little perusal of season three, and I'm really excited about these descriptions. They're very like tongue in cheek, like very, Mm. very fun to read. Um, Okay, so here we go. You and a guest are invited to the premiere of Dawn of the Seven this Tuesday at 7 p.m. in Vought Tower's Lamplighter Memorial Theater. Oh, R.I.P. Oh, (laughs) R.I.P. Screening will be followed by a Q&A with director Adam Bork and an after party with soup DJ Malchemical on the turntables. Join us for the greatest true origin story ever told about America's number one superhero team and see how the legend began. (laughs) Boy, true, true origin story. Oh, yeah, it's definitely all true. (laughs) Oh, this episode was directed by Philip Scritchia and that name sounds familiar that's because he has produced 24 episodes of the boys to date and he also directed season one episode three season two episode one and then this episode and also we'll be talking about it again because he directs the next episode (laughs) yeah yep so he's well invested in the boys and seems like he's been involved in a lot of the early episodes delivering just coming out swinging each season starting it strong and also he also worked on supernatural smallville xena hercules so good man (laughs) for the job (laughs) xena and hercules wow that's a taking me back a little bit i know he's been around a while (laughs) and i think this is a very well-directed episode it's definitely uh I mean, every, you know, they really, I just admire the fact that they appreciate a season premiere Mm -hmm. and a season finale. Like they actually, it's, you know, put some, give some weight and some respect on those names. It seems like they're like, all right, yes, we know this is a premiere episode of the season and we're going to like make it worth your while. Exactly. Have not disappointed yet. But at the same time, like, it doesn't feel like all the goods are in the first and last episode, you know, like right. there's plenty of stuff along the way, but I, I know what you mean. It's like, these are events like yeah. it almost, and with this starting with the red carpet, it almost feels like 
we're back. We're back to like, we are watching the dawn of season three too. So it's just, it's so exciting, you know? Yeah. And, and sometimes it feels like some time passed, which I'm sure we can talk about, but mm -hmm. I'm not sure if the others <laughs> felt like so much time has passed between where we left them and now where we're getting them. Cause I think it's a full year. It's, they said, I think it point. is. Yeah. And I think between season one and season two, it's not any time because I think yeah. that's when like Butcher wakes up and on the lawn. Yeah, it's like then... pretty immediate. And mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of interesting that it's still like, okay, there's, yeah, they're still doing something new and like, it's not just repeating itself either. Yeah, totally. Well, and there are definitely some new things that we are going to see and talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but before we do, let's go to our next category, Sup with the Soups. And this is a section where we recap what's been happening and meet our fearless soups and boys where they are. All right. Stormfront's a Nazi and the girls take her down. <laughs> Becca died in the aftermath and Ryan chose Butcher, who promised he would protect him. Mae finally stepped up and joined the resistance. She threatened to release the plane video if Homelander didn't back off or fly off. The boys have all been cleared and can go back to the living normal lives. Deep is married. Ashley's teetering on the edge and A-Train finally made it to the Spice Girls list. And for any more details, we have an entire episode dedicated to recapping season two. So if you're curious about anything I just said, please see that or see, you know, every episode on season two. <laughs> yeah. But I'm excited to move on. I'm excited to talk about some new stuff. Not that I don't love digging into the details of season two, but it, it, feels like the dawn of a new era, you know? It does. I feel like every single character here is truly at a new spot, like in a new place where it feels mm -hmm. like the last two seasons were building mm -hmm. these characters and building and kind of like walking through some of these storylines. Now it's like, oh, we're we're somewhere completely different. And I don't I I don't think I I don't really know where everybody's going. And that's really exciting because I'm like, mm -hmm. oh boy, like what's now, now what? I, I don't know. We've reached all the, these kind of mile markers and I don't know what's on the horizon. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, these are eight episode series or seasons too. And while like we've talked about how these episodes are always jam packed, like yeah. it doesn't feel like we're introducing anymore. You know, it's yes. like there's like we know the history because we've seen it not because mm -hmm. we're seeing a flashback like when we see well we're going to talk about it in a minute but when we see a train put his arm around huey like we feel the weight of that because yeah. we know the history and it's just it it feels like a different place it's and it's really exciting yeah well let's talk about that red carpet i'm going normally we would go into our bad boys category but i want to start right off with shock and awe because this episode starts with a bang and rachel you texted me last night when you were watching um and you know what let me hold on let me just <laughs> read it and sorry let me know if this is too personal but yeah no. you texted all caps omg what the fuck <laughs> laughy face emoji this is <laughs> okay very excited to talk about this tomorrow lol which i completely agree and i i just responded oh rachel <laughs> oh i can't wait so what was the moment <laughs> okay well number one starting off when charlize theron turned around as stormfront in dawn of the i died 
Not only because <laughs> it was just so like th- what she was saying, the dialogue between her and Homelander was just insanity. Mm. <laughs> and like how, <laughs> yes, how much like German language she was spewing, but also just, I mean, Charlize Theron is like a plus A-list superstar. So the fact that she's doing a mm-hmm. cameo in this, like that really says something about not only her oh, because yeah. I think she's amazing, but just the fact, like the caliber of the show and the respect that she was willing to do, to do that. And then, just I was like thinking about her and Homelander together, and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with this right now. Oh. Like it's it's too hot. It's too it much. Would, I might melt. I know. You. Do, I mean. <laughs> Yes. It, so that was just such a great way to hook me in. And of, of course, like anytime they do these movies, too, it's just so funny to me. Like mm-hmm. I, they just nail that. So that was the, my first one. And then apparently then the termite thing, <laughs> like it just kept leveling up for me. <laughs> yes. It, yeah. When he sneezes, I just, <laughs> just <laughs> I can't. I can't handle it. Like, it was just like, wait, he's doing what? Oh, wait. Oh, he's crawling in there. And then he it's, he's, and it's just, I just was not expecting that. I don't think anybody could have expected that, you know? And just oh. like that close up of mm-hmm. the pain. <laughs> just yeah. Crawls on in. Oh, yeah. And just rips that poor guy apart. I felt really bad for him. I like it, I watched through my fingers because I knew it was going to happen. And I was like, oh, I can't watch it again. And I just love how stupid it is because it also like kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, that's probably mm-hmm. what would happen. And like, <laughs> even though you have all these superpowers, you know, they've all got a little catch to them, I guess. And some are a little bit more dangerous than others, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, yeah, what was he supposed to do? I guess if he had to sneeze, he had to sneeze. But oof, I guess it's a risk. You're it's a risk you take. take. <laughs> when you let a tiny man crawl inside your uh, urethra. Which, I know. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I love about the show is like, it's so good at like following the natural string of consequences of things, you know, uh-huh. like. Yeah, these are because they have superhuman powers, but they're still human, you know, and mm-hmm. they still do fucked up shit and they still make awful mistakes and tear people apart through their dicks. And it's awful and delightful and jaw dropping. Um, mm-hmm. I do. I love that Charlie's Theron moment, too. And this is the first of quite a few really fun cameos we're going to see in this season. Oh, cool. um, but also interesting. She was not actually on set with them. I don't think like, oh, just with it was one of those. huh? It was one of those. Yeah. But you mm. can't really tell, you know, yeah. but yeah, but it yeah. also like if you think like about the meta quality of it, it does kind of make sense to just kind of given you know, I love that moment, like where he just says, "Yeah, thanks for that hashtag campaign, fans." Like, we got to release this movie, <laughs> release the Burt cut, the Bork uh-huh. or Bork <laughs> Bork cut. Yeah, I my the way I remember it is that he Borks Ashley. So. Mm, I was kind of yeah, that was surp- I was happy to see that. We'll talk about her later. <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah, she get it, Ashley. <laughs> I was not happy to see somebody else. In this episode. Would that be that, uh, Stormfront? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, excuse me. She's still alive? Uh-huh. Yeah. Still alive and has at least one functioning body part left. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That was my other, one of the other moments I put here is a Jack and off Homelander. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I guess like it kind of makes sense because they are superheroes. So it would make them hard to kill. And, you know, so it's like, okay, well, I guess that's what happens. But yeah, she's still just hiding out in Vought Tower, I guess. And yeah. they have told everybody that she's dead, but she's not. She's just going to be excommunicated yeah <laughs> away or forever. she'll just like become another person you know like instead of liberty transforming into stormfront she'll just become I guess I that's true know, like yeah i don't know why lawnmower person came into my head <laughs> it's like lawnmower man she's gonna be so i was thinking it's like that, that doesn't make sense but you know if any show can make it work it's this one i was thinking like if I had to be stuck in a hospital bed like that, that is a nice view and a nice window. So like, at least she can see some fun stuff, but yeah, I'm ready for her to not be around anymore. And it's one of those moments too, where I'm like, what are the superhero power rules? You know? Yeah. Like how can she die? Is it possible for her to die? So I don't know, but yeah, yeah. she's dead to everybody and Looks like she's finally dead to Homelander too after this. Oh yeah, he's like <laughs> enough with the, sh the Nazi shit, like, which is good. Like, and honestly, you know, we're going to talk about Homelander in a minute. He's going some interesting places too, you know. Oh my god, yeah. And actually, and I've got one more thing on this list, but I think we might want to save that. Let's take that cue from Homelander, and let's move into our bad boys category. Where we talk about the scary, the bad, the fucked up, the himbos, the Ashleys, and the people that I'm, there are a couple of people that I'm not so sure about on this list. I know, some, some TBDs. Yeah, that I'm really excited to to talk about. Okay, but let's start with Homelander because he's the hottest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he's also terrifying in this episode. Oh, Yeah. I mean, when we last left him, he was, you know, not not doing so hot. And apparently, mm -hmm. even though about a year has passed, he is still in a state, I guess. Mm -hmm. He is in a mood. He is not in a good place. Yeah. And he, yeah, it he's very scary. Yeah. And I think it's such a really striking moment where you see him give these interviews and then it's like the screen is just covered with all of these interviews. They're overlapping and he's saying essentially the same thing over and over again, which was, I was wrong. I messed up. I was stupid, mm -hmm. which we know how that's going to make him feel. And then that like the one in the middle where his eyes are just so like, you can tell he is about to explode and it's such a great performance. It reminded me of Pearl, you know? Mm. Oh yeah. That, like end. the last five minutes. of <laughs> Exactly. Where you're like, how much longer can we take this? You know? Yeah. It was, it was interesting watching him do those interviews and it kind of made me feel sorry for him because everybody's asking like, how could you not know? How could you not know? Mm -hmm. And the thing it was like, I really, from what we saw anyways, he really didn't know because she was so good. She was keeping it so close to her chest until the very end. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she was kind of saying, you know, with Ryan, some like dropping some hints and he was like, wait, what? <laughs> so right. it wasn't till like he was already invested, already in it. And I think that happens to a lot of people, right? Like you get in these relationships and you don't really realize. And then all of a sudden 
you're in too deep. <laughs> nope, you know. <laughs> yeah. Nope, not. We'll talk about him later. But, oh, you know, yeah. like you're too invested and you can't really back out at that point or mm-hmm. it's hard to back out at that point. And it's like that. But how do you tell people that? Like, yeah. oh, she fooled me. <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's exactly a, it's not. You know, it makes sense why Homelander wouldn't want to admit it. And I think that there was in one of the interviews that he did really kind of, I think the issue that he's having here is when he says like inside, I'm as human as all the rest of you. And I don't think that he likes to admit that, right? Because in Homelander's head, he's, he is the master race. He says that to Stormlander, like Mm -hmm. I am the master race. He is Homelander. And so to admit that, like, I got my heart broken somebody pulled the wool over my eyes and I fell for it. Like mm-hmm. that's a, he's not, it's like, it does not compute in his head. Right. Like and I he, am vulnerable. Yeah. And now he's broken. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. And everybody sees it. Like he can't yeah. hide it. I also want to point out, and the only reason I'm pointing this out is because it may come up later. You said mm. Stormlander, which I Did I say Stormlander? You did say Stormlander. <laughs> They're a celebrity couple name, which is so oh, no. I know that They're both disgusting. Um, yeah. And it's, and I mean, what did we just talk about on the losers club? We talked about a good marriage where like, you know, a lady is married to a serial killer for years. So I do think it's possible for people to not know. And I mean, we know he knew who she was, but I think what he didn't know was that he wasn't going to be able to control her and that he wasn't going to be able to control the narrative of this story and that it was going to spin out of control. And And the backlash, like for so long, he's been popular and kind of the pinnacle of superheroes like number one guy in the group right like he's been that dude and all of a sudden everybody's turning on him i mean Mm -hmm. that's how it is right like we've seen that so many times with celebrities and people Mm -hmm. it's like doesn't take much sometimes for people to turn on you and now he's in that position and not dealing well with it He, he he really i feel like vought should get him some like mandatory therapy of some sort but oh my just... gosh i know could you imagine being his therapist though i guess who would want to do that the, the... No. oh he'd fry you, you I guess, yeah i was gonna say the the risk they'd have to have some serious like <laughs> yeah. you'd have to have another soup what if your soup was your superpower was giving therapy to other superheroes that would be awesome there you go like that it person reminds would me be of, busy. Oh, yes, absolutely. They'd have to just clone them. But it reminds me of the West Wing when President Bartlett goes to therapy and he's like, no, I, you can't be the president in this room. Like the point is yeah. for you to be vulnerable and let me tell you what to do. And I just don't, I think he would fry that, the therapist, like that's probably within true. Two sec- no <laughs> two no amount of money. Yeah. Anytime oh, no. you just say something he doesn't want to hear, he's like, and you're dead. Exactly. Yeah. But Goodbye. what you would hear, like, you could write a book. It would probably be a bestseller. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But he does. He also, there's this really uncomfortable scene with A-Train, too, which made me feel really bad for A-Train. Yeah. And, and, and like, it was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. It's just totally, he just wanted to assert his dominance. He was feeling bad. He wanted to feel good for a Mm -hmm. moment by making someone else feel bad. And it's just so, it made me, you know, I have a lot of softness for A-Train, even though he does some terrible things, but like just to watch him kind of walk down the hall with his head down, you know, especially knowing that Maeve saw it too. It just, 
It, it was interesting that it was eight. And I know it was probably just coincidence that A-Train was walking by and he was going to probably take it out on whoever. He just had, yeah, like you said, just he had to take it out on somebody to feel better about himself. Mm-hmm. But because A-Train was kicked out and now he's kind of back and he's off the V and it seems to be like he's recovering sort of in some mm-hmm. capacity, at least emotionally recovering, maybe not physically quite so much yet. Like it's, yeah, it's like Homelander had to, kick him back down like no like you're making a comeback like no that's not how this works (laughs) like you can't be doing better not not when i'm here not when i'm down you got to be down too yeah well and to feel like a train kind of took stormfront's place to knowing how stormfront felt about a train too it does feel a little pointed you know and i don't think they've ever been like best friends or anything no you know it did what it hurt what do you think about the whole he got he got demoted basically yeah well that's the other thing yeah captain to Mm co-captain with a lady he has Mm -hmm. to co-captain and it's not even Maeve and it's so and because it's starlight starlight is becoming co-captain of the seven the first female co-captain and i've got thoughts about this like this decision for starlight when we get to our spice girls category Mm -hmm. but i mean because it's immediately after this that he lashes out at a train right and it's just this like really pointed reminder of um his numbers too like he's really far down and i think the moment that really hits him is when Mr. Egger asks him to leave the room so that he can yeah. talk to Starlight and not him. Like he's not the most important person anymore. And oh, oh yeah, set an appointment with you know my secretary. We'll mm. we'll get you in. And also when she's like, he can probably hear you, and he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't fucking care. I don't care because yeah. he probably, you know, he probably he was he was standing out there. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Edgar's like, I don't care what he, yeah, he's just fallen from grace in every way. Yep. And that, like, I just wrote something is broken, you know, and I know in the trailer for this season, like, you hear Starlight say something is wrong with Homelander. And I think it just, like, it's the scariest I think I've ever seen him because you just don't know what he's capable of because what else does he have to lose, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing to lose, really. And just, you know, who knows what he can do with that power. Mm-hmm. and what's going to happen when he loses it uh, i don't yep. know but yep. the fact too and i know that we'll talk about it but the fact too that he's so down so desperate so in this place that he goes to butcher mm-hmm. yeah like the last person and that butcher is in that situation too that yeah. i feel and maybe we can talk a little bit about that meeting when we get to um when we get to the spice girls but mm-hmm. i do i think it's really interesting too because they're both um i think they're both from new zealand you know oh yeah <laughs> and i remember when they had that because i think the first time we ever have really a scene between the two of them is in the first season finale when they um they are like talking oh, next to madeline who he's yeah. about to blow up um and it's just i love seeing these two actors like kind of face off because they are like the two opposing faces of the show you know and mm-hmm. it's it's so exciting but let's say let's put a pin in that for when we get to butcher i want to talk about mr edgar because we don't get a lot of him in this but what we do get i fucking love i just wrote when he's talking to starlight 
we know power isn't this and the listeners can't see me doing the starlight thing. It's the ability to bend the world to your will. So yeah. how are you feeling about Mr. Edgar? I mean, Mr. Edgar, I mean, he's smart and he's, he's the kind of guy that's, you know, he's seeing the big picture and he's always mm. has seen the big picture, which is why he's been able to set aside his personal, totally reasonable and valid feelings about, you know, like with Stormfront because he was looking at the bigger picture the whole time and was, you know, analyzing and making those decisions and like, okay, how can I play this, you know, to make the the long haul more prosperous for myself and productive and to get where I want to get. Mm -hmm. And so I love him because he, it does seem like so many of the other characters and people for, you know, for better or for worse are kind of thinking just a little bit ahead at a time. And so it's nice that he's a character that is looking at the the the, the long con, so to say. Mm -hmm. He also said something about the fact that he's trying to get out of it in like five years when he's talking to that politician dude. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm looking at getting out of this. And I thought that that was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Because if yeah. he's looking at getting out of it, you know, maybe he's ready to like, kind of well let's see how you know, see what i can do in those five years and then just like walk be like light a match and throw it and walk away kind of thing yeah can you imagine the files he has you know oh yeah he knows about everybody yeah 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 i would like to see him like just take all of his money or all the bullshit he's had to deal with and i know he's done awful things he is on the bad boys list for a reason but also he's had to put up with a lot of shit and it's interesting to see him promote Starlight because I would call that a good thing. I think yeah. that is a good thing. And we talked a lot in season two about that he's really just a pragmatist and he's just, he wants to do what's going to make him the most money, what's going to give him the most power. And if that's a thing that is beneficial to a lot of people, then that's good. But if it's not, like, he doesn't really care that much either. Yeah. He also talked about like, um how it's like babysitting <laughs> and the the super versus the hero right and how kind of this new v was a v24 or whatever yeah. that they're talking about for like the the military the nice part is the powers go away so you never have to deal with kind of the negative aspects of a superhero the ego and the fame like because it'll go away and it can be taken away at any time that it'll never be able to go to their heads as we see with like homelander and a lot of these other characters that are just a lot to handle <laughs> so right yeah it's like the the drama is non-stop you know well yeah. i had that on my um good versus evil list but what do you think about what i i'll call it temp v because i think that's what they eventually kind of land on but mm. what do you think about this temp v or temporary v thing i mean it's it's interesting i think that butcher had a good point where he's like you know oh it's still in research like why would i want like, to take that out <laughs> like, i'm mm. not sure that's something i want to be messing with until well, it's yeah. like completely figured out i don't blame him like i wouldn't especially trust after yet. the sage grove thing we just saw yeah, exactly you know? yeah yeah it could work but it could also be terrible so right. like um, burn your skin off from the inside like mm -hmm. no thanks i'm good <laughs> it it makes sense 
like thinking about it from Vought's perspective and like what Edgar is saying, because these superheroes are kind of out of control. And I mean, they also have the power to dominate normal humans, right? Mm -hmm. It's funny. It reminded me this episode kind of it's like, oh, it feels like some X-Men kind of um, philosophy is seeping mm -hmm. in. I'm sure, you know, it's been there, obviously, anything with superpowers always, you know, has X-Men and the mutants and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. coded into it. But it felt more like um, an issue between, you know, normie humans and superheroes was starting to kind of come to the surface a bit more. And it's like, well, this way we can just maybe we won't create any more superheroes. Right. And they'll just kind of die off. And mm -hmm then we just have temp superheroes and it's so expensive right two million dollars a vial they say so oh, mm -hmm. it would never be really logical for it to make it to the average person who can't afford that right um but i don't know if that's any better then because then you just have super rich assholes just oh yeah well and you'd start to have knockoffs like like it diluting you know and becoming like oh, yeah. straight like just could you imagine what like a street version of temp v would be <laughs> like oh you're right <laughs> but that is interesting like they could mm -hmm. essentially just because we know superheroes are made mm -hmm. although we also know they can be born because well we that's why ryan's Ryan. still so dangerous right because right. nobody knows that right. exactly oh it's so interesting and we're gonna get to ryan um, let's talk about another, well, I don't want to go to our wild card yet. Let's talk about Ashley. I just wrote, <laughs> God, I love her so much. Like she is just such a fucking breath of fresh air every time she comes on screen. And I do mean comes on screen because we see <laughs> her fucking bork in the bathroom. I'm glad she got, got some, you know, I love that dress. She looked beautiful. That dress was she gorgeous did. on her. And yeah. I love that she was in a position of power in that situation. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> got control, got control over situation. somebody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I did like that. And it seemed, she looked good and she seemed a little less anxious in that episode. So I, I hope this trend continues for Ashley. Yeah. 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 There's a moment where she, I can't even remember who it is, but she just walks up and she's like, no questions about this, please. And just moves it mm -hmm. on. Like it, she's been doing this for a year. You know, we haven't seen anything like, or heard of anything super explosive in the meantime. So, you know, maybe yeah. she's, she's gotten her sea legs a little bit, kind of mm -hmm. started to manage the, the chaos a little bit. Yeah. Um, I also love the scene, but she also is still afraid of Homelander, like the scene where they are, um, backstage at whatever show this is. I just assumed it was like Fox news or something. Um, when we see the deep, so the deep, oh, he's yeah. not back in the seven, <laughs> but he is back and he has written a book called deeper and he's the next Leah Remini. And I just, oh. Just he's out of the cult though. Him and his wife is. escaped the cult. Apparently. That's what exactly. He says. Well, yeah, because I mean Alistair died. Um yeah, did yeah. he escape or did the cult just the collapse? Cult collapse. Right. <laughs> he's like, well, I guess now now what? And his wife's like, well, shit. Right, exactly. Like we'll start our own new cult, like a sea <laughs> cult or something. 
well that's scientology so it makes sense um well that's true yeah <laughs> yeah written by shia labeouf's ghostwriter which is it's like of course it was of course you yeah. would hire shia LaBeouf's ghost I know. <laughs> and you know he's married to mia goth i yeah, i just recently found that out and was like what i don't oh, I, like i remember i saw that and I had to Google it in like five different places because I was like, that can't be true. That can't be true. That yeah, can't like, be true. What? But it is. Maybe there's something in him that we just haven't seen yet. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it, be- maybe we should read his book. That's it. We need to read Shia LaBeouf's book <laughs> to see what it is that Mia Goth finds so appealing. Yeah, not a ton to say about Deep. It's just nice to see him again and to see how scared he got, you know. Yeah. Well, and and his wife is still with him, too, which is interesting because it's like, oh, I mean, even when they're like out of the cult, like she's still married to him. And right. the cult's not around, like, I guess she wouldn't have to be, but she still is. So it's like, oh, that's interesting. I kind of hope we get more from her in the future just to be like, who is she? Like, what is she, what kind of effect is she having on the team? Oh, we'll see. Um but yeah, Sorry, also, I gave it's like, a mysterious look. A mysterious like, maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was funny. It's like he forgot for a moment who Homelander was, and then very quickly was like, "Oh yeah, Homelander, uh-huh. remember, remember my place." <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and that was because he was just mad that Deep was going ahead of him in the episode, and it just the look of like dead inside rage on his face was just so terrifying. And again, it's just Anthony Starr is just killing this role and i just love it yeah i don't know what he like what he's doing with this like the control like where is he going it literally feels like he's like leaving his body i know and part of me is like how are you this good at being so scary (laughs) but also so hot because i love him yeah all right well let's talk about the wild card and this was the one where i really did not know where to put this character and that's victoria newman I have her, and maybe she can be a bridge between our bad boys and Spice Girls. Yeah. I have, or AKA Nadia. So I have her on the bad boys list because she pops a dude's head. Um, yeah. But what are you thinking about Victoria? I mean, secrets, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you can only, the truth always comes to the surface. But yeah, something yes. in her backstory, this dude who was like her old best friend tracked her down and i mean i guess that's what happens when you're all over the news and the tv people will be able to find you but yeah i i don't know i don't know like what is red river what is their backstory and we get to see a little bit more of her powers and it's like oh it's not just heads she can pop she can just pop any like body part (laughs) oh yeah oh and the way when she pops his like neck it's so upsetting and you just see his eyes you know yeah But she must be protecting something because if they were indeed best friends, the fact that she would go to those lengths to like silence him, basically, like that's not that's not good. But at the same time, she's literally working on like taking down soups, right? Like with the Mm -hmm. what's the what's the organization, the Federal Bureau of Superhero Affairs, I think. Superhero, yeah, affairs Mm -hmm. and talking to Huey about how it's like peacetime and like with it's normalcy and all of this stuff so there's something it's i i want to think that her motivations are pure 
Mm-hmm. But I don't know yet. <laughs> if anything, this show, just, it's like you can't trust anybody, right? So I'm, no. I'm, I'm a little scared to, you know, back her yet. I don't, I don't yeah. have enough information. Well, and I love her red coat too. That, and and she just, she's so put together. She's, I mean, we've talked about her being very AOC coded. Who is, you know, not talking about politics, but somebody that I really like a lot. And mm-hmm. also to hear Nicole Goebel, who was on our season two recap talk about the character in the comics and how like he's a man and he's kind of like a dimwit like i imagine him kind of being like the deep you know yeah oh okay yeah um but it's just it's so it's interesting uh i don't really want to say too much but i do want to ask who do you think she called that's a good question i don't know i mean i I know know. (laughs) i don't know i have no idea (laughs) i have no idea well, we're going to find out pretty soon, I think, if I can remember correctly. But yeah, and it is interesting. It's one of those moments where I like when we get a little more information about their powers, too, because she has to have a line of sight and she her eyes kind of get white. And it makes you think back to the um, the press conference or the, mm-hmm. the congressional hearing and just kind of like the fact that she's been able to get by this long without anybody knowing and to pop that many heads in Congress. I think it's really it's really cool. And her poor friend and poor Huey. Mm. So let's let's transition to our next category, which is Spice Girls, where we talk about our good guys and our good girls. So Huey. Seems like things are going great. Um, I know. Until the end of this episode when he realizes <laughs> that his boss is the soup. So, yeah, he's he and Annie are official. He looks very dapper in that suit. You know, doesn't look like the most comfortable, but. Uh, talk to me about Huey in this episode. Yeah, I mean, it was so cute seeing them like public with their mm-hmm. relationship because, you know, they've been having their little on and off thing, but only those closest to him knew about it. And now it's like, oh, they're walking red carpets together. Like, that's a big deal. Like, they are mm-hmm. official publicly. And yeah, he's, I feel like he's living the dream, right? Like, he's really kind of come out the other side. He's got this job. He's, you know, dressed up. They're staying over at each other's places. He's talking to his dad. Like, everything seems to be going great. But also, you know, we start to see a little bit of his insecurities here and there. It's tough, you know, dating a superhero, especially one like Starlight. And so we see that a little bit on the red carpet. We see that a little bit when, you know, he has to meet one of her (laughs) ex-boyfriends. Yep. Yeah. Drummer boy. And I don't actually have him on the list because we don't get to see him too much, but we'll yeah. we'll get yeah. to know a little more about him. I love the Uptown Girl use of that song. That's my favorite Billy Joel song. So it's so nice to see that. But there's this moment where, and it's like you you could blink and miss it, where he can't open a jar of jelly and he just hands it to her and she opens it and they just keep talking. So it's like this sense that like he is completely comfortable with her being stronger than him mm-hmm. and like with her powers and everything, which is something that we know he struggled with in the past. But then to see him jealous of Supersonic, a.k.a. Drummer Boy, and, you know, to see Annie get frustrated with that because it seems like they are like they did date a while ago but they're just really good friends you know and Mm -hmm. she has somebody that understands and knows where she's been and that that's probably a really important relationship for her and I could understand her being pissed and I also I was thinking about um 
I was listening to this podcast about celebrity breakups in 2023, and they were talking about like women who are more famous than the men they're married to and how yeah. it's so hard for women to be in these relationships because we are just conditioned to think that the man is supposed to be the alpha. He's supposed to have more power. And, you know, it's like, she's finally found a guy who doesn't think that. And then for him to still be jealous, it just must feel like yeah, like just a punch in the gut, you know? And it almost feels like it's like Huey's letting other people's like perceptions and like words and stuff kind of get to him. Cause when it was just them, and like you said, like when they're at home and show up, I really feel like between the two of them, there's not an issue. Mm-hmm. Like he's comfortable with everything. Like he wants to support her and her powers. Like they've worked that out between them. But then mm-hmm. when he gets in public and she, you know, like she's on the red carpet and they're like, step aside, dude. Yeah. Like we want to take, you know, it's, it's like how the world is treating their relationship and their positions that it's, it almost feels like it's getting to them a little mm-hmm. bit more, even um, when, yeah, this, the, what's his name supersonic it like talks to them and he's talking to him about like oh yeah like you should know this about oh yeah she's and it's just kind of it's like he's trying to make and i don't think it's intentional but it's Mm -hmm. it's what other people are doing and saying that's making him insecure it's not that he's feeling insecure when it's just them which is also understandable because you know i don't know i i I don't blame Huey, but also Mm -hmm. like, like Starlight says, it's not a good look and it's something that they're going to have to deal with. Huey's going to have to deal with. Otherwise it's not going to work because she's going to be famous. So exactly. Yeah. And she's (laughs) always going to be stronger than him. She's always going to have superpowers. And that's the thing. She has not done anything wrong. So there's nothing for her to change. It's just for him to get over it. And I'm in, like you said, I understand, you know, it's, it's hard, but you know just yeah just because they finally decided to be together doesn't mean like everything's just going to be perfect right like he he he. it's not fair for him to you know put their entire relationship on a pedestal and think that everything's fine and like oh well no you're things are, you're gonna have to work on that sorry buddy. right <laughs> yeah and i imagine like he he's come so far in yeah. kind of finding confidence and finding like kind of who he is and where he fits. And I imagine as soon as they came out as a couple, you know, there were all the like, why is she with him? You know, Mm -hmm. I'm sure like there were a lot of people like he probably got a lot of admirers and like, he's probably got his own like pages, you know, fan pages now, but also people saying, well, she could do way better than him. So he's also having to listen to that. Yeah. And we know he's already kind of, susceptible to feeling insecure just because of you know his past and Mm -hmm. this does it feels a little bit like a step back but what's interesting is to watch him relate to butcher and him because he's now essentially commanding the boys like he's in charge of the team you know yeah um and that's a really interesting dynamic although i'm curious to know your thoughts on like he knows now his boss is a soup and has been lying about it. So what do you think he's going to do? I mean, yeah, because it, essentially it seems like what they've been doing is basically just not uh, like arresting or holding regular soups accountable, right, for mm-hmm. their actions or whatever. Yeah, and like regulating kind of. Yeah, punishing them, arresting them, charging them, right? And so it's... 
I'm not going to sing the regulator song, but it popped into my head. <laughs> Mount up. Um, I am a child of the 90s. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, and so it's, yeah, it's inter- And, you know, it seems like Butcher has been helping track them down and, you know, bring them in in a plastic bag full of Coke. <laughs> However, by whatever means, or get documentation so that they can prosecute some of these soups. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's kind of, it's going to, I think it's going to put his, his morals in question, right? Yeah. He seems pretty squeaky clean right now. Like, all right, I'm doing this officially. We started this bureau. Everything's like by the book and out in the open. And I don't have to be in this basement with the boys hiding anymore. Like we're doing this the right way. And, but now what? Exactly. this, This person that is your friend, that's your boss that helped you form this bureau are you going to turn her in? Right. Like, where's the line? I don't know. He's going to have to figure that out. Yeah. Like, is does a right way exist? Is that even ever going to be a reality? And I, I think it's interesting. Like, he cannot stop getting covered in blood. You know, it's like no matter what he does. <laughs> I know. Somebody's going to explode next to him. Yeah. And, and it's it's such an interesting like visual symbol of like he just can't escape this kind of corruption you know because it's just the sort like all of these agencies are corrupt like he wanted to do this the right way he wanted to wear suits he wore not suits but he wanted to clean up and he wanted to stop getting covered in blood and it's he's back where he started you know yeah um well let's talk about butcher because i don't think either of them are really comfortable with this arrangement although it is interesting to see them kind of go nose to nose and you see like huey is taller than him like he's becoming imposing you know and butcher almost seems a little beat down in this episode you know yeah i think he feels like to me anyway he, he looks lost it's yeah. like, okay, he doesn't know what his purpose is for so many years. He's been driven by Becca and all of that. And now it, like it's all been taken away. So now what? What is his purpose? What is he doing? What is his goal? And I don't think he knows. You know, I think that Ryan is helping with that, at least mm-hmm. keeping like part of him hopeful and part of him, you know, I don't know, working towards something that there's something worth protecting, something worth saving still. To mm-hmm. keep him from giving up entirely, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Butcher just seems like he also needs some therapy. Yeah, yeah, and he has this really sweet moment with Ryan, and maybe we can kind of fold Ryan into this because there's not a whole lot to say about him except yeah. this moment where, like, he's talking about this horrific dream that he had, like about his dad burning everything down and killing him, which for other people would be like just a nightmare you have but for him that is an actual possibility and i yeah. love and i think it shows a lot of growth because there's a moment when butcher is about to just squash termite mm-hmm. and he doesn't and i think like he says no huey says we need to take him in but i think it's partly spending time with ryan that his kind of that is kind of stopping him a little bit too and Kamiko, I think also, like he is starting mm-hmm. to see that there are superheroes that do have value because his response, and we know how he feels about just anybody with superpowers, but he says to Ryan, like, someday you'll be bigger and stronger. Yeah. And I think that's the first time we've ever really heard him embrace a superpower, you know? Yeah. And 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting with him because for so long he's been like no good soups, no good soups. And he's had to question that several times. And it's like, where is he going to ultimately land with Ryan? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think he knows. And I think that's what he's struggling with. Also, I I did think it was funny because he was buying Connect Four on his phone. And I was like, oh, this is like the first like Amazon (laughs) product placement that I've ever seen. It's like, oh, I'm kind of surprised it took till season three to actually get like an Amazon. Like, I didn't maybe even I just, notice that. <laughs> I was like, maybe I didn't, maybe I've missed some like Amazon boxes in the background or something. But like, oh well, I was could have seen that coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is right there, and it's I guess it's better than like <laughs> reminds me of like Truman Show, you know, like mm-hmm. and now like would you like some refreshing Pepsi? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Would it would have been funny if like when they were remodeling Stormfront's apartment because they had had all that sex that destroyed it. If it was like Amazon brand like construction yep. equipment or something, just everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that you know, basically, Huey says somewhere like it's easier, or like it's okay to move on. Yeah, but it's like you know that's easier said than done for some people like sure it's easy when you have a superhero beautiful girlfriend like starlight and a great you know job offered to you like oh sure it's easy to move on right what happens when you lose? i mean huey should know better than anybody right like Mm -hmm. when you lose everything when like your world collapses around you like look how hard it was for him to move on you would you would think that he would have a little more grace yeah with butcher in this moment but i don't know yeah. I've been through a lot, I guess. Well, and it's interesting because he, he's lost Huey too, you know? And I think in season two, like, especially at the end, I think he was start finally like, oh, and MM is gone. So uh, yeah. he's lost, he's really lost his moral compass too. Like, because he's lost the only person that can really get through to him. Mm-hmm. And he's lost like the canary, like the person I think he really kind of understands. And I think in a lot of ways, Huey was his purpose when Becca couldn't be, you know, yeah. he felt like protective of Huey. And yeah, like you just, you see him in this apartment and it's like, there's nothing there. Um, and it's just, and it, it puts one in a position to make some interesting uh, new connections. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this scene with Homelander and Butcher. And I just wrote the enemy of my enemy is my friend because I feel like they're both kind of in the same position. They're like, I don't have anything left. What do I do now? Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting to see them kind of have this like tete-a-tete because you know they both want to kill each other, but also like what is what does homeowner say like that's not sporting like part of what was driving them was destroying the other one and now they don't even have that you know yeah yeah they're they're quite the odd couple here because they it's like they have a mutual understanding like nothing would benefit either one of us right now in this moment to mm-hmm. eliminate each other like like okay cool now i'm gone like it's not like, I mean, Butcher's being helpful to the Bureau, it seems like, and everything, but also, like, whatever. And, and yeah. Butcher knows where Ryan is, and apparently Homelander doesn't. Mm-hmm. So if he kills Butcher, well, then he doesn't like that. Okay, now Ryan's gone. <laughs> like, he yeah. doesn't have any connections there. And then also Homelander is right now also public enemy number one, almost, or just mm-hmm. not doing great. So... If he gets rid of him, everybody 
like I don't I don't know how much of like people would care or like make an impact and it kind of like goes against like what Homelander I don't, I, not Homelander but like what Butcher he, it's like he wants to reveal the soups for what they really are and it's like but everybody already knows right now like everybody's kind of against Homelander so what's the what's the big shocking reveal like dude sucks yeah yeah right. we know <laughs> he was well, dating a they, Nazi remember well and that's <laughs> the thing like they just took Stormfront down and it didn't hurt Vought at all yeah. like they just flipped that narrative and that I think Homelander is seeing that and is like oh they could do that to me too like yeah and I think Butcher sees it too it's like taking Homelander down doesn't necessarily take Vought down anymore no and know, like so. Stormfront's there or Stormfront's uh Starlight's there and like mm -hmm. he I think he kind of likes Starlight right like they kind of came to some sort of like understanding and bond yeah. a little bit so mm -hmm it's the the lines are blurrier than ever it's not so black and white it's not just good versus evil like they can all it's on a spectrum <laughs> like they're and they, and they can you both can be true so yeah. and exist in the same space clearly co-captains mm -hmm. of the seven so it's like well you know if yeah if i take down vod i'm also taking down my friend a little bit who actually might be able to make some changes and so what's I don't know what's that going to accomplish. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's a very tangled web. Uh, and I do love seeing him with Grace, too. You know, yeah. that was so sweet. Like, it feels like she is somebody that he can at least talk to, you know. Although, it, you know, he can't spend too much time there because Homelander could easily just follow him, you know. Yeah. It's cute seeing that it's Grace taking care of Ryan now. Just yeah. kind of like, I don't know, some sort of closure for her maybe because mm -hmm. she lost her own grandkids and now she has kind of another chance to kind of fulfill that role and yeah. have an impact on somebody's young life and still just kind of enjoy her retirement a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah there's probably some good bird watching out there too you know? yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah or at least somebody else to think about you know yeah well let's talk about mm or marvin um he got out um, but he lost Monique and it just, oh, did it just rip your heart out like it did mine when she kissed yeah. that little nerdy dude in the she Homelander costume oh. <laughs> on the cake and everything. Yeah. Um, like insult yeah. to injury, man. <laughs> it's like he finally got his family back, but also lost Monique in the process. Yeah. Um, and you, it's not like you can't, you can't blame her. Like, yeah, it was, he was making some choices mm -hmm. and I think that she ultimately knew that he probably wasn't going to change. And ultimately she's kind of right. Cause yeah. you know, he says he's out, but then yeah, has this like secret conspiracy closet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the Charlie, it's always sunny. Like you can just see him with his coffee, like pointing all the red strings, although it yeah. is very organized and I know and, like, it's like my dream closet. And you see him straightening the forks too. Mm -hmm. Like his OCD is definitely like kind of kicking into high gear. Um, and we don't really see a whole lot of him in this episode. I I do. It's great to see him out, but I also wonder if he is feeling directionless too, you know? Yeah. Cause it's like, okay, he want, I'm sure he wanted out because he's like, I got to protect my family and and he's still gonna protect him they're still his family it's still his daughter of course but yeah we'll see i don't know 
how much his research gets him and maybe he'll end up making a phone call when he's ready to move on something, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also like he can't let this go, you know? No. Like, it's it's Which is kind of sad because it's kind of like it destroyed his dad and now it's like, uh-oh, is it going to end up destroying M.M. in the end too? Just kind of like the cycle repeats itself. Oh, I want better I for him. Yeah, me too. Of all of them. I, he's he's the one I have a soft I have a soft spot for all of them, but I, I just love him. And he's he puts up with so much shit from everybody, you know? Yeah, he's he's never, like, pissed me off. Like, I remember, yeah. I feel like it's like, I don't feel like he's ever actually done anything bad that mm-hmm. I can remember, so. Yeah. Well, and for somebody who has OCD, too, like, I think that's probably part of the reason, like, I have a soft spot for him. But, like, to see how much control he's lost over everything like he can't get Monique back it doesn't matter what he does and he did lie to her like I understand but mm-hmm. yeah well let's talk about Kamiko yes because she has she doesn't really do too much in this episode except be a badass who knew termite could like throw people around like that in his teeny tiny form I know <laughs> holy shit he's tiny but he's strong um but she has this really sweet moment where she sings. So how are you feeling about Kamiko? I mean, I've loved watching her and kind of had like seeing her kind of slowly come out of her shell and slowly kind of, you know, just reveal herself to us a little bit. And it seems like it's she's doing that more and more in different ways. And yeah, did, yeah, the singing thing was like, but also like i just find it so and then she's just kind of plinking on that keyboard a little bit i just like to see her expressing herself in this way and Mm -hmm. expressing herself i mean creatively a little bit and also yeah maybe she's not using her actual voice to speak to us but maybe maybe there's other ways right and maybe it's through music and maybe it's through like i don't know it just it's very sweet seeing her just you know relax a little bit and move on and just get comfortable with herself and the people around her and then seeing her have the support from Frenchie and even Butcher like yeah he makes some annoying comment but also you know he's not gonna do anything about it yeah <laughs> and just... I mean it's also Butcher I'm sure she's heard yeah. like that like over and Whatever. over again. yeah she just keeps playing so right exactly <laughs> she's like ignore him and it's interesting I feel like this is really the first time we've seen her not really fighting against anything, you know, like she, she feels supported. Like you, like she and Frenchie are just kind of hanging in. Even when she does get yelled at, she's just like, and, and Frenchie just kind of pats her and, you know, there's not a whole lot to say about Frenchie in this episode either, but just oh, he so doesn't, dreamy. Like, he doesn't say oh. like anything. Yeah. <laughs> but he's still around. They're still hanging out with Butcher. Yes. So, yes. Still- true. They are still the ones that are there. Um, it's boys in disarray again, which is, I feel like where we start, but I mean, that's, I think kind of to be expected with, um, you know, a season premiere, we gotta, we gotta get the band back together at some point, mm-hmm. um, hopefully. And then we've already talked about supersonic. Let's talk about starlight because, and we already talked a little bit about her, um, as co-captain and her with Huey but do you think you would take this job if you were her like what do you think about her decision making process here it to me like it makes perfectly logical sense and i think she's right and based off the information she has you know what edgar's telling her 
Yeah, I, I would. I think she understood like she would have some real power. But I also think that Starlight's smart enough at this point to not be you know, she's not gonna have total blinders on. Mm-hmm. Like she's definitely gonna keep one eye on Vought and you know, Homelander, obviously. So mm-hmm. it's dangerous, I think, a little bit, but you know, I think she's part of the reason why she stayed is because she wanted to change things from the inside out. And this is her opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. So might as well give it a shot, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, what could go wrong? You know, <laughs> Ooh, that's what I'm, I'm scared about. But <laughs> but also like I I mean, and also how do you turn that down? But I all, I keep saying also. I wonder how much of Mr. Edgar's choice is cynical. Like exactly. if anybody's going to take us down, it's going to be Starlight. So let's give her power. Let's give mm. her what looks like power yeah. so that she doesn't take my power. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like I, I don't trust it 100%. I don't trust Edgar's motives to be altruistic. But it, it's kind of a thing where you never know until you try. Right, and that's the thing. As long yeah. as you could, if you go in with your your eyes wide open, hopefully you can avoid some of that and be smarter and play that chess game a little bit better than the other person. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. TBD. Well, in that you know, in the last season uh, finale, she was talking about like, if I leave, who's left? You know, exactly. there is no conscience there, and you know, although we see Maeve who is now working with Butcher. So tell me your thoughts on Maeve. I mean, I loved seeing Maeve and I loved seeing Maeve take some sort of action. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just, it's like, oh, she's doing something good. You know, she's still trying to kind of take down Homelander and think of a plan. And it seems like she's, before she was so checked out, and kind of resigned to like, there's nothing I can do. I'm not going to fight this. And now I think that she kind of knows like there's other ways to fight this. Mm-hmm. And so she's being sneaky about it. I love it. So yeah, yeah Butcher. Yeah, I love that they're teaming up because they have the yeah. same common enemy. And yeah, I mean, she's just got, yeah, she's got access to more things. Oh, yeah. Um, Apparently there's like a whole like. It's funny, I guess, that I was like, well, I guess the boy or I guess uh, the the seven and everybody, I guess that's Marvel. And now there's like this DC team of superheroes. There's another oh. like team Payback. of superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, before we talk about them, because there is definitely somebody I want to talk about, you know, I think she and Butcher are just, they both don't really have any more fucks to give. And she, yeah. and it's interesting to see her of the two of them be the one with direction, you know? And yeah. she's like, here's something we can do. There's so th- this is going forward. And so what she brings him is information about soldier boy and payback. And we don't know too much, but we see Mr. Jensen Ackles for the first mm-hmm. time. I'm so excited. Uh, I've been talking about this since our very first episode, how much I love him from Supernatural. And um, did you also catch who in the seven used to be in payback? Wait, no. Black Noir was in payback. 
I just, I want to know so much about him. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, also fun fact about this. Apparently um, he is in the auditorium for the premiere and apparently he just fell asleep while they were filming because you can't see his face and he wasn't moving. Yeah, this, this, yeah it's got to be so hard. Like he's in so many scenes, like he was on the red carpet and stuff, but it's like he never says anything yeah. unless he's got like a big action scene, which we have. It's like, yeah, he's just kind of there, Yeah, which I kind of love, but also and like we hear stories, right? Like, oh, that time Black Noir went in and killed all the like oh that was messy and it's like what mm -hmm. what are you talking about yeah so, he's out there i guess but yeah well, it's so asleep. funny we just saw these like pictures of the cast at this award ceremony and you see black noir like th this guy that we've never seen before that, that is like, yeah. his part of the <laughs> cast it's so awesome and i mean you can tell like if you look at his physicality you can kind of tell you're like oh that's probably black noir yeah um, but yeah, he is in payback. And there's also another uh, familiar face in payback. I'm not sure if you caught it yet. Um, but it's... it was like the, it was the Crimson Crimson Countess. Yes. Crimson Countess. Yeah. I loved hearing just the little bits from Maeve about how kind of like the the rivalry between these teams and how they sent her a box of cat shit or whatever when they <laughs> like the seven became like the, the more powerful team. Uh-huh. It's I'm so excited for us to meet the members of Payback because it's it's just it's going to be a really great episode. There are a couple and I didn't want to say at the time, but there are a couple of things that we've mentioned this episode that are going to really deliver in season three. And I'm very, very, very excited to talk about them, but I don't want to spoil. Well, is there anybody else we haven't talked about in our Spice Girls list? No, I think no, we're good. Yeah. Let's go to good and evil. And, you know, we've talked about a lot. I already talked about the red carpet. We talked about Temp V, Soldier Boy, that yeah. I'm so excited about. Yeah, so apparently Soldier Boy is very, like, uh, winter soldier coded Captain America, um, but he's dead. And if something can kill Soldier Boy, maybe it can kill Homelander. So that's their next plan. Um. And we don't really know much about it except for pictures, but we did see these pictures in MM's closet also. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you caught that, but no, I did. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, what MM's motivation is, like, with that, because, like, it makes sense now why Maeve and, and Butcher would kind of be like, we need to track these people down. But I'm not necessarily, I, I was trying to remember a little bit about MM's backstory and his dad, but I don't. I'm not sure why he's looking for them, but I can't wait to find out because I'm sure he has his reason. There's something, yeah. some information they have, something that they can help him with. Yeah, there are things we don't know yet, but yeah. um, that so, yeah, you haven't missed anything um, with that. But yeah, he's definitely got a Soldier Boy's picture. I mean, to be fair, I would have Soldier Boy's picture on my wall in my <laughs> closet too <laughs> for hotness reasons, but um yeah, anything else you want to talk about in good good versus evil? I mean, I did I thought it was interesting how they're talking about the idea of like a super versus hero and like mm -hmm. being, you know, what is a superhero. And I I think that I feel like that's going to be something that we're I just get a vibe that that's going to carry on through this season, right? Like what makes a hero, what makes a superhero and what makes you just super or a soup 
and kind of differentiating those kind of things, especially thinking about like Newman mm-hmm. and just kind of, yeah. So I'm just keeping my eye on that theme, but I loved the way that Edgar was talking about it. So we'll see. I feel like that'll, that's going to come back, but that's just my prediction. <laughs> well, and we have the uh, introduction of Temp V too, yeah. which yeah. Butcher does not pour out. Good, I which he shouldn't. No, shouldn't $2 million, was... at least sell it, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. don't do that, Butcher, but yeah. Also, yeah, because she gives it to him because, right, because she's saying that if he's going to go and meet these people, like he needs to be prepared mm-hmm. because they're not going to necessarily be easy to contend with. Right. And they're superheroes, you know, they are yeah. essentially the old seven, you know. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. what your superpowers are. Also, maybe like if he just like has them for a minute, you know, he can walk a not maybe maybe not a mile, but you know, climb a flight of stairs in their shoes. And yeah, maybe this is how he heals a little bit and chills out his uh, anti soup stance a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and like kind of maybe can kind of connect with Annie a little bit, like it is possible to use powers for good it's Uh just you know it's it's not the power it's the person who wields it you know yeah well i want to ask what you think is going to happen before we do that let's go into our next category which is choose your fighter and this is where we pick our mvp of the episode and why we love them rachel who are you going to pick for this episode i mean Really, I mean, it's Homelander. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, not because I think he's like the most valuable player of this episode, but like, oh man, just Anthony Starr's performance is so good in this oh, episode. Yeah. Like, give he's... him all of the awards. Insane. Which, I mean, he's winning them, but yeah. Like, his faces, just the dead. Like, I- I'm just so impressed. Mm-hmm. And it's so perfect for this character and we and he i feel like he really kind of goes up and down and like kind of goes it's not just the same monotone dead the whole time mm-hmm. like even when he's talking to stormfront and just like i don't know there's just so many things in this episode he does so well so i'm just so impressed so he's my mvp of this episode you know i was going to pick him because you did though i think i'm really torn between i think i'm going to pick victoria newman I think she is really playing this kind of wild card. Uh, We might have to start a new category called wild cards where we're not quite sure what to do yet. Like Um, purgatory. I know, especially once we get out of season three and I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Oh, yeah. I feel like, I don't know. It seems cute to me, so it must be good. Um, But I think she's really pulling off this like duplicitousness really well. And I think like, you can really tell she does not want to kill this guy too. Like, I think there's, there's a heart to her. There's a reason we don't want her to be a bad guy, you know, like we want her to still be good. We keep believing that she can be good. And I think she's, she's playing this role very well. Also, I think she just has such a really cool look. Like she looks Mm -hmm. so pulled together and I know she's like a politician, but she's like the kind of politician that I would vote for, you know? And that red coat, it is a tragedy that that red coat gets covered in blood. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's move into predictions. So, Rachel, what do you think might happen next? And what are you excited to see? I mean, I'm excited to see all of it, like genuinely. <laughs> but I'm, 
I am predicting that Butcher is going to find a new purpose of some sort, whatever that is, good or bad. I don't know. I am predicting that he finds it. Uh, I'm expecting a traumatic backstory from Newman <laughs> of some kind uh, that sent her on this path and had her kill her best friend. Um, a DC team comeback of some sort. Uh, a Homelander implosion. <laughs> yep. Emotional, mental implosion uh, that will result in some dramatic moments on screen um i think that starlight is going to struggle with her newfound power and that will stress the relationship with huey uh i'm predicting mm comes back and perhaps some new members of the seven which we've seen with the reality like there's some openings so oh, all right yeah. who's gonna actually make it into the seven and you know like Newman said, it's a moment of peacetime. It's a moment of normalcy and, you know, nothing gold can stay. So I'm expecting a new war of some sorts yes. on some front uh, that will end up propelling us through the season. Because if it's just all peachy keen, that's not, you know, it's not going to make for a very good <laughs> season. Not so. Although I can't <laughs> imagine the show ever being all peachy keen. <laughs> right, exactly. That Well, that's it. It's like, well, something's got to happen. So what that new war of some sorts is, I'm not sure, but I'm expecting it to be uh, bloody and entertaining. <laughs> it's so interesting. This episode, I think, is such a good table setting episode without feeling like we're just moving chess pieces, you know, like yeah. it feels oh, yeah. like a lot is happening. It's really exciting to watch, but it really just kind of is setting everybody up and reminding us where they are. And it really feels like there are so many possibilities. Like I'm having, there are some big things I remember, but there are some other things that I don't quite remember because it's been a couple of years since I've watched this season and just, I'm excited to see where the, where it's going to go to and to kind of look at it through an analytical lens. Yeah. And there are some things that are coming up that I'm so fucking excited to talk about that I might explode too. Um <laughs> So that's coming soon. Um, but and we forgot to mention the uh American Idol, America's next superhero, but of course that's how they're picking the the next superhero. So oh, I mean it just, yeah, this whole world that they're in, and it's so smart and it's so funny because yeah, of course that's how they're gonna be picking. And I love when it's like, oh, we're going over our script. Oh, it's a reality show. Well, yeah, like, but well, it's, it's just <laughs> It's, it's the reality behind the reality. It's just so funny. Yeah. Um, it makes it's just completely in line with this whole world. So totally. Yeah. And on that note, let's wrap up with some plugs. So, Rachel, where can we find you and what do you have coming up? Yeah, you can find me, you know, social medias and stuff on Instagram at the vinyl girl, G R R R L and you know, Twitter still, I guess, kind of, sort of, Vinyl Girl. And yeah, and the Halloweenies, man, we've been going into the, the Alien franchise and it's been wild and amazing and so fun. So you can definitely check out that. Lots of episodes on that. And we're just so excited. I had butterflies the first episode. I was so excited to like talk about it. So yeah, if you're an Alien fan, definitely um, go on over to the Halloweenies and check that out. I cannot wait to listen to those episodes. Um, and you can find me at Jim Ferratu on, yeah, I guess mostly Instagram, but just, you know, everywhere. Um, and co-hosting the Losers Club podcast where we are finishing up 112263. So we're in a little bit of a 
a lighter season, but it's not going to last long because nope. like you said, nothing gold can stay. <laughs> so we're going to be hitting it hard. Peace time. Soon. Yeah. Peace time exactly. can't last forever. <laughs> it won't. Yeah. It's probably not going to last past uh, February. Um, but then also on the lady killers where we are talking about uh, tainted love in February. So lots of fun episodes there. And then on the white ladies in crisis podcast also, where we just talked about Eileen and yeah, and that's it for this episode of The Girls on the Boys. We want to give a huge thank you to the Anatomy of a Screen Pod squad for hosting the show. Make sure to check out the other fantastic shows in the feed. And we will be back in your ears to talk about episode two in two weeks. But until then, remember, you guys, you are the real heroes. <laughs> Squad.